ascend the depths or climb the heights, my Lord remains with me. Before the blood ran in these veins, the days ordained for me were written in your book, O Lord, before I came to be. this time of reflection brought to you by Bones Old and as we see every week whether you are tuning in for the first time or you have been joining us for the past year or indeed before that when we were able to meet in the building you're welcome now as you will all be aware this is the first full week in Scotland of the relaxing of the COVID restrictions and whether that means that you have been out and about meeting family or friends in this wonderful, wonderful sunshine or whether you are more apprehensive. Come to this time and this space, whether you are excited, whether you are feeling a bit tentative or indeed whether you are feeling a mixture of both. Come to this time and this space. Come because you are invited. Come because you hunger. Come because you will be fed. Come for healing. Come for forgiveness. Come to this space and this place. 
come to me. Come to me, said Jesus. Just come. Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Let us pray. God of all time and space, as you were with your people of old, you are with us now and you have promised to be with us until the end of time. We give you thanks that in our presence we are not alone. Your love has infiltrated our lives, never letting us go. Your hope leads us on, encouraging us to find you in every new and ever surprising ways. But we confess that sometimes we lose faith and trust. We look at our lives and our world and we don't see you. We are impatient, ungrateful and angry. There doesn't seem to be a clear plan. Our ideas come unstuck and we question if there is any purpose to anything. In this time of worship, remind us of your promise never to leave or forsake us. And help us to trust your promise that you will be with us always. Forgiving God, there have been moments this week that have been difficult. There have been times where we have not lived up to everything you created us to be. We have done what we should not and not done what we should. We have said things which are not kind or honest. We have not loved other people or ourselves. And we are sorry, God of fresh starts. Help us to wipe the slate clean. Walk beside us and teach us in your way. Giving us hope that the difficult things won't always be this way. Help us to know your forgiveness for ourselves and show your forgiveness to others. I confess, Lord, that sometimes I feel lost, that sometimes the questions are too many. I confess that sometimes answers don't come. And sometimes I know what is right and don't do it. I confess that sometimes I don't even know what is right. And that sometimes I listen to other people more than I listen to you. I confess that sometimes it is easier to be moral than it is to be holy. And sometimes I want to give up. What difference can I make? I confess, Lord, that sometimes my choices don't match my words and your mystery scares me. 
And sometimes I forget that you are a God of action. In this time of quiet, I bring it all to you, loving God, and lay it into your hands with the words, You are forgiven, ringing in my ears. And as we begin this new week, I will hear you whisper, it is okay, try again. Amen. We are in a funny in-between stage just now, aren't we? As lockdown begins to ease. And I wonder how many of us today are sitting planning what we might do tomorrow when most things begin to open up as restrictions ease further in shops and swimming pools, libraries, and all kinds of things begin to reopen. The temptation is there just to rush back to life as we once knew it. We're all desperate to do different things. And, but even although, I wonder though, even although we are desperate to get going, if there's still a part of us that's waiting, holding back, and wondering if it will really be just as we remember it. I wonder, are you good at waiting? Are you patient or are you impatient, desperate to get going? Why not have a think about how waiting makes you feel? And if you're with someone else, why not share it with them? Um, or feel free to put it in the comments underneath the video if you're watching on Facebook. How, does it, how do you feel? when you're waiting. So waiting, it's something that we've all done, something that we're all familiar with, the sense of waiting. We wait for the bus, don't we? We wait for the post. We wait for the telephone to ring. We wait for the timer to ping when we're cooking. We wait for the kettle to boil. We wait for news. And in the past year, we've waited so long for life to begin again. Waiting probably conjures up all thoughts all sorts of thoughts and feelings within you. Excitement, anticipation, frustration, but also impatience and worry. I remember as a child waiting, waiting for Christmas and birthdays, excitement and anticipation increasing as the days began to decrease. I could barely contain the excitement. I felt as though I would burst. But I also remember the other side of waiting, of waiting for exam results, of waiting for the postman to arrive, bearing the brown envelope in which it felt as though my future, all of my hopes and dreams, was hinged. There was an anticipation, but also in that one, it was mixed with worry. What if things didn't turn out the way that I hoped that they would? Or what about the times 
when we wait for difficult things, the knot of dread tightening in our stomach while we wait for the doctor to give us news, the test results, or the phone ringing, bringing news, dreaded news of a loved one. Our Bibles have much to say about waiting. Let's hear as Moira reads from Lamentations for us today. The reading today is Lamentations chapter 3, reading from verse 19 to verse 26. But God refuses to listen. The thought of my pain, my homelessness, is bitter poison. I think of it constantly, and my spirit is depressed. Yet hope returns when I remember this one thing. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue. Fresh as the morning, as sure as the sunrise, the Lord is all I have, and so I put my hope in him. The Lord is good to everyone who trusts in him, so it is best for us to wait in patience, to wait for him to save us. Amen, and may God bless the reading of his holy word. What are you waiting for? What do you long for? How are you waiting? Are you waiting with dread? Or are you waiting with longing? Waiting is uncomfortable. Not knowing what to expect is unsettling. Uncertainty and doubt can crash in while we wait, causing fear to rise, to bubble up within us, robbing us of our certainty and our peace. Our minds might be tempted to run back through our lives, picking over the scabs and hurts of past insecurities. Or our thoughts might rush ahead, running through various scenarios for how things might play out in the future as we wait. Jeremiah, in the passage that we had read for us this morning in Lamentations, is waiting in captivity, in exile, after the Israelites have been carried off out of Jerusalem. And he, he calls out a lament. And lament is something that is rich in many cultures. Think of the Scottish pipe lament tune, the Scottish pipe tunes, which are laments that we hear at things like remembrance or funerals, the crimin's lament, the flowers of the forest, things like that. This is a word-based equivalent. The Book of Lamentations is a lament. Jeremiah laments his people's sorrow. He calls out, he cries out his people's sorrow. And the, pa the passage that we read this morning sits right in the middle of that and it's the hinge on which the whole book turns. And so, so Jeremiah calls out the lament of his people, those waiting and longing to return to Jerusalem, but who are left wondering in the midst of pain and turmoil and disappointment and disillusionment and are left wondering, wondering why this has happened. Why they've lost everything. Why they're in a foreign land. Why this is happening to them. And wondering in the midst of it all whether or not God has abandoned them 
wondering where God is in the midst of it. Jeremiah takes stock of a situation and as he does, he remembers, he puts things back together. The, the real meaning of that word remember is to you know, dismember, take things apart. If we dismember something, we, we disassemble it. So if we remember something, we put it back together. And Je uh, Jeremiah remembers, he puts things from the past back together. He slots them back into place and he calls to mind the pain of the situation in which his people find themselves. But as he remembers the pain, he also remembers something else further back before this present disaster. In the midst of the pain and the uncertainty, that Jeremiah remembers the good times and the bad of the past. And that in these times, there is one thing that the people have always been able to count on. And that's God's presence with them. And his love for them. And his faithfulness to his promises for them as well. I think verse 22 is probably one of my favourite verses in all of scripture. Because of the Lord's great love for us, we are not consumed. God's compassions never fail. They are new every morning, as new as the sunrise. Great is God's faithfulness. That's consolation. Consolation for a people in exile. Consolation for a people waiting that God will remain faithful to God's promises to them, that God has not abandoned them, has never abandoned them in the past, and so they know, they can believe, they can trust that God will not abandon them now, such as the consolation of their story so far. Jeremiah is able to trust God in the waiting. Trust God in the uncertainty and proclaim, God is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for God. Think of that word portion. It seems a really odd word to find as a description of God. We're so used to um, thinking of God as big descriptive words like infinite and um, awesome. And just pick a word uh, that you, you would use in praise of God. And yet here Jeremiah says, God is my portion. We usually think of it in the context of food, but if we think about it, what is a portion size? Well, a portion is a, a quantity that gives us all that we need, isn't it? A portion is something that gives us all of the nourishment, all of the nutrients, all of the vitamins and minerals, all of the sustenance that we need in our day. If we think about God as our portion then, God is everything that we need. God gives us all that we need, often just at the point when we need it most. There's so much uncertainty in the world that we live in today. In the bigger scheme of things, we all share the uncertainty of whether or not things will return to normal. As a church, we face uncertainty nationally but also here locally as we look to the future and talks of uniting with our neighbours that brings 
uncertainty. What's going to happen? What would happen if we all came together as one? What buildings would we use? Who, you know, would Amanda still be our minister? Not only in church, though, many of us in our own personal lives face uncertainty and change in these days. Whether it's through bereavement, whether it's through illness, whether it's through family life changing shape and dynamic as children grow and leave home or or relationships break down. Or perhaps, perhaps we're filled with longing, longings yet unfulfilled, hoping for the future that things might turn out differently. Whatever it is, perhaps we find ourselves waiting, waiting for something to happen, something to come, something to give. I wonder if today then, whatever we find ourselves waiting on, whatever the longings of our heart, if perhaps we can find the peace that Jeremiah found in the midst of that lament, as he calls to mind the ways that God has been faithful to him and to God's people in the past, if we too can do that same thing, if we can call to mind the ways that God has been faithful to us in the past, that God has kept God's promises to us, that God has been present in our lives, that God has shown us the way forward, if we can hold on to that consolation as God shows God's self to us, then we can trust that God has got this too and that God will be our portion, that God will give us, God will sustain us in everything that comes, both as we wait and when direction comes, the courage and the strength to move into it, to move into this new way of being. You're currently entering a time of huge change, as if the changes of the past year haven't been enough. Change is here to stay. Change, I think, will be the new normal. And so over the new, sorry, over the next few weeks and months as we move into this new normal, we'll dip in and out of this theme of waiting. As we begin or continue to discern what God might be calling us into, in this new season post lockdown. As we explore what it means to be church in this new normal, of new ways of doing church, and of perhaps, depending what happens with unions and votes and all these kinds of things, how we become church in a new shape and form. But not just as a church, also as individuals, because each of us are journeying with God. Each of God plants longings in each of our hearts, plants things that we are waiting for, waiting to come to fruition. And so what longings has God planted in you? What today are you waiting for? Can you find peace? as you wait, but can you also wait with anticipation and longing? And if not, if it's the other kind of waiting, if it's waiting with dread, then I pray that God will sustain you and strengthen you and give you courage.
Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, you love us so much and your love is poured out for our whole world. And so we cry out with longing that this broken, fractured world that we, that we live in might be made whole through your love. We pray in the meantime until it is for those who live in places torn apart by war. May they know peace in their lives. We pray for those who hunger and thirst, whether for food, whether for justice. And we pray that their hunger and their thirst would be sated. And that they would know peace. We pray for those today who face uncertainty. 
Uncertainty over job. Uncertainty over where to stay. Uncertainty over health and well-being. Uncertainty over what next. And we pray, Lord, that in the midst of that uncertainty, that, that they would be consoled by the knowledge that you are there with them in the midst of all that they're facing. That you are guiding them, that you are holding them and leading them through it. That they too may know peace. We pray for those who have lost who are grieving, whether it's the loss of hope, the loss of a job, or the loss of someone they love. Lord, be particularly close to them. Wrap your love around them like a blanket. Lift them closer to you and protect them under the shelter of your wing. And may they too know only the peace or the peace that only you can bring. Peace which passes all understanding. Lord, each one of us comes today with cares on our own hearts. With people close to us whose names flow from our lips. We bring these prayers to you now in the silence and the faith and in trust that you hear them. Lord, worship means giving ourselves. And so we offer ourselves to you afresh, that we may be used, that our time, our talents and our money might be gifted, and gifted to you and used by you to grow your kingdom here on earth so that all people might know what it is to be loved by you and to have life before death, as well as after death, in all of its fullness. We join our prayers together in the words that Jesus taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We've come to the end of our time together and all that's left for me now is to bid you farewell. Until next time. Next week we will have the church open on Sunday morning and you're invited to book 
uh, booking will be open from this afternoon on our, uh, there'll be a link to it on Facebook, but it'll be, the uh, booking place will be on our website. So please do book in. There will be 50 places available. And please, if you want to come and worship with us, it'll be Vary who's leading worship next Sunday in church and online as part of her training. And so uh, come along and encourage her in as she prepares um, to in you know to and trains in ministry. Coffee tie or tea, tea, um, tea and chat or tea and talk uh, continues on Thursday lunchtime. Uh, the link is available for that if you're looking for it. It's uh, from one o'clock. And again, you can join with Vary and have a chat. But if you want to speak to me, then please just pick up the phone uh, and have a blether. Or if you want to go for a walk and have a longer blether and get some fresh air at the same time, then let me know. I'm happy to do that. Hopefully over the coming weeks and months, we'll be exploring different ways that we can encourage and enable people to join together in fellowship. There's Bible study as well on uh, every second Thursday and details of that are usually on Facebook or just get in touch with me if you're interested in that. But there will be other opportunities as well, hopefully, over the coming weeks as restrictions begin to ease. And so as you go from this place, I pray that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, would guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. That as these days move on and as we move into a new way of being and doing, as we wait for new normal or even just normal to resume, may you know God's blessing upon you. The blessing of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. May it renew you sustain you and may it calm your spirit and give you peace. May it be your portion and your delight today and every day. Amen. Where I to cross from a